It's week 16 of LOI Weekly, and just to warn you beforehand, it's just myself, uh, Johnny Ward, and Daniel McDonald, so this is going to be a torturous hour or so for you to get through, so we're going to do our best, Dan. Everyone's gone on holiday. Everyone's gone, yeah. It's the mid-season break. I mean, we're calling it episode 16, but it's really, it's almost like just a half-term report. You know, it's like one of these Christmas specials that people put out uh, just as, as filler, basically, except it's not Christmas. You know, it's just, but yeah. it's, it's halfway through. Back in the old days, the League of Ireland winter. Would have been uh, the break. Well, I never had a winter break, I suppose. Yeah. We used to have games on Stephen's Day, actually. There used to be some good they, Derby games and stuff. Like they, no, they do it, well, we never, it was never done in a proper way. Um, but the odd time, you might get a good crowd on Stephen's mm. Day. Sometimes, you you know, teams would be sent halfway around the country, as would be their want. But um, yeah, I mean, everyone everyone's gone no one wants to speak to us we've seen players even like Damo even Damo was snubbed us this week that's I mean he's not even on holidays he's just he's just decided nah he only wants to do sort of a hard regular preview review style edition he wants to get into the issues he's not interested in this sort of do you think he was trying to best. exercise some kind of non-existent kind of sway there that he has or was he just trying to show like Damo doesn't have to come on the show he doesn't need, he doesn't need us yeah, I think that's what, is what he's saying it's like listen Fill in last week, but you think what well, you know, Dan's back? You think you can just call me? I'll just come in. Yeah, he's like no. That's exactly it. Um, we're going to go through obviously the results from last week, and it, this show will be about looking back on uh, the first fifteen episodes of LOI Weekly. It's something that we've, I suppose, learned with experience uh, how to actually do a League of Ireland podcast. Made a bit of a fool of ourselves along the way from time to time but it's all been a bit of crack anyway and we're as ever hashtag LOI weekly we're on SoundCloud iTunes Stitcher Podcast Republic and we never would have envisaged uh, the position that we have in the table with Cork 18 points clear um, Dan let's go through a few things um, right now and later on the show then we'll have a few funny clips from the series and we'll give a few wards some bogus and some actual real out well, we have no, well they're not all, none of them are real. We none actually don't have any real. physical awards. We Some have of them no have a bit of meaning. Some of them have a bit of meaning. Cork are 18 points clear. One of the first questions I asked you when the Maguire pressing thing was announced was how much of Cork's European run, as long as it's ever going to last, whatever that may be, can Maguire actually play in? Well, I mean, he's there till the end of July. So hopefully uh, they do as well as last year and they get through, you know, well, they, they got to a third round last year and went out. I think their third round game last year, the Gank game might have been early for August second, I think, or something like that. That sort of ballpark when they had their second leg, because I think it might have been the day after Dundalk Bate. So, um, yeah, there's a. I mean, they they did very well last year, and I mean, I was just looking today. I think this sort of the the Europa League is complicated, but all the Irish clubs basically are unseeded. Um, the, the the sides on the seeded side of the draw, it's like a random thrown together list of teams, you know, from some very good sides to a couple of Northern Irish sides who basically, um, you know, for them, Europe is a is sort of like a, a leave and start holiday, basically. You, you, you know what you, I mean? You, so you've, been, you've so, been adamant about this for some time, and you you speak with kind of um, sometimes the managers. Of. Sometimes the managers on holiday. It's like they're. I mean, I do not understand this. Like they're in Europe. Uh, there's huge amounts of money on stake. Uh, at stake, and um, unfortunately, you know, the manager is away because he's in Magaluf. You know what I mean? And uh, like, is he on FaceTime given the team selection through? And I know they never get any grief about it um, in, you know, sort of up north because, well, it's a part time league and there's almost this sort of Corinthian 
spirit about the whole thing. No, you wouldn't ever give them grief over that. You know, you couldn't. I mean, I've heard stories of teams going away um, recently, European games from from Northern Ireland, and uh, you know, getting on the bus two days before the game and saying, oh, "Just the two points tonight, lads." You know. Um, is it the biggest indication of the difference between the two leagues? I think maybe? so. I just don't. I don't think the mindset. Me, I don't think is there belief there that they could do well. And I mean, by the way, there actually has been some clubs who've done reasonably yeah. well. You know, they've got some good results. Uh, and I don't know where that mentality comes from. Um, it is hard for them. It is their preseason. Um, and to be fair, um, all those stories that is exactly how League of Ireland clubs were approaching Europe um, throughout sort of the nineties. I remember yeah, a guy telling me about a, a trip he had, and uh, he was very young, and it was like his—I think it was his first away trip in Europe. Is he a player or a? He—he uh, he was a player. You don't need um, to tell us who he is. Just no, no, I definitely won't be telling you. They were playing in a Scandinavian country, and he was like one of the kids on the team. And after the game, like literally everyone in the squad, like just said, "Right, you're you're holding on to our wedding rings, rings for the night." Right. So he held on to the wedding rings for the night. And uh, I don't think that goes on anymore. Certainly not uh, in League of Ireland trips. Not in European trips, anyway. But no. but but the uh, yeah, the, the, that atmosphere, you know, that attitude was there. But anyway, we, we've sort of gone on a slight tangent there. But Kevin I mean, O'Connor, then, right? So if Maguire, what's the latest on Kevin O'Connor? Um, well, Kevin O'Connor is on his way to, to Preston as well. Just Cork to, refuted that there was any deal done today, I believe. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I think they might need to trash out some details, but there's no dispute over the fact that he's, he's, he's going to be going. Any idea how long he might be at Cork? At this stage, I'm not entirely clear what that's going to be. And how um, big a loss is he going to be? Yeah, he's, big. he's, a, he's a big loss. I mean, he's... He's been a first-team player for pretty much since, what, April 2015 or so when he broke in. And they do have Griffin there who um, was at Reading and has done quite well. Although the times I've seen him play, I have to be honest, he's, he's come on actually almost at left midfield, you know, or just towards the end of games um, where there seems to be a belief that he'd be capable of playing a, at left back. Um, I don't think that the... Uh, I'm not sure if, if Preston's... Uh, initial offer for O'Connor say would have gone down that well but I think you know the player always wanted to go there is I mean it is great that Preston are um, you know they're willing to give players a chance at championship level and the guys that go there know they're going to go in and be in a squad and and have a play and play and and I think also be paid on a level that wouldn't be out of sync with what the other players there are getting so like they're being treated really like proper members of the squad, which is great, but I suppose there's still an element that um, I'm not sure, okay, Maguire, there was a clause, which obviously set the tone for whatever discussions they've had. There wasn't with O'Connor, and I'm not sure if maybe Preston came in with a bid that was uh, deemed to be thoroughly, uh, what's the word, Worthy, respectful maybe. Respectful. You know, So that's still a, that's still a road that has to be travelled. Um, I'm going to make a prediction that he's going to do better in England than Maguire. Uh, how do you call it? Well, see, I mean, a lot of people said he's a left that, back. But, but that's almost like um, it's a popular prediction. You know, it's like when Horgan went, a lot of people, I think Boyle's going to go better. You know, it's, it's almost a case of... I think it's easier for defenders. Well, that's what you would think so. I, I'm not sure about that, actually, though. I mean, I think, I think it's easy for Horgan because he can play some... We're going into Horgan and, and, and probably Maguire, although maybe less so with Maguire because he's done so well at Cork when he's been put through the middle and had that responsibility. I just thought, I mean, it's easy to say it now, but someone like Horgan's always got loads of chances, you know, come out wide, he can play left, right, even through the middle for than last week. Similarly with, um, with Maguire, a striker's always going to get 
maybe 10, 15 minutes in a game if he's not playing. You're going to throw him in and he'll get game time and chances to get on the pitch. Slightly more difficult for a defender if a team is going okay and they might spend long periods of time waiting for a chance and they're not going to be thrown into a game with 20 minutes to go to get used to it. Sure. But um, Greg Cunningham is injured, um, which is definitely a factor. I think O'Connor would have a chance of going in there and 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 playing uh quite soon and also Preston sometimes like to play with a back three and I think there will be a feeling that O'Connor will be suited as to a wing back. playing as a wing back, we wing should, back as we well. We should um, do a bit of an update on Owen Garvin who was on last week as well. He hasn't signed for anyone yet but we believe um, he's getting a little bit closer. Dan, who's going to leave the league next and do you see any transfers within the league as a Galway well, Knight Trevor fan? Trevor Clark will probably go I think. Um, as a Galway Knight fan Ronan Murray being linked with Cork is a worry. Sadler has been linked with, with Cork as well. Who do you think Cork will look at for in the league? Well I think they're looking at those players. I mean, Hoban? Um, yeah I think I think both both Cork and Dundalk are looking at that even though I think Dundalk previously weren't interested uh, or said they weren't interested but maybe um you know, circumstances at that point, uh, they weren't 18 points behind at that stage, and almost I wouldn't be shocked. Like, if, 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 although Stephen Kenny said he was quite happy with his squad, I think they might, they might just be looking at their options a bit. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a nibble around Sadlier as well, if, if it turned out, because there's almost this, uh, thing here for clubs that, okay, you, a player becomes available and, um, you're not sure about them, but if if it seems almost like Cork are going to sign them, you know yeah. that you you don't want to let them get too strong from from that managers. And I've heard there's numerous stories in the past of, uh, and it slightly contradicts this belief that you know Stephen Kenny's always methodical about who he signs, but that's more so in terms of character. But if you think another club is going to get a good player, you think, um, oh, actually, might go for him. And it's a spoiler in some ways. It's it's the stop. It's like Jigginstown running their runners in the national to keep others out kind yeah, of Yeah, you know. there's an element to that. And yeah. if you think that Sligo, for example, and they are the example, if you think that Sligo are willing to do business on Sadlier, um well, well then you think, okay, you, you might get involved in that if you rate him as a player. Whereas in the normal run of things you might want to yeah. wait till the end of the season. And we'll we'll get to Sligo actually uh shortly because uh their game against Harps prompted Jar Little to be uh I thought quite angry in his post-match uh, interview. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Brian and Maraid from Cork and Tipperary, respectively, two big fans of the show. They went off to Italy, Dan, there the other day. They're regular listeners and uh, got a WhatsApp message this morning that they were just married and nobody knew about it. And we've I, just, have we just turned into the Tuberty show here in the space very, of like a, very a 30 briefly, seconds? I've always said I'd give Marie the mention on the show, but I right. didn't think she'd actually just have gotten married. So is, I've missed out on this wedding now. I'm a little bit annoyed, but so did her parents. So, so is, this, is this show just going to become a Brian personal, a big Cork City a fan, personal vehicle for like your Brian loves, loves the show. And someone else on his travels last week was yourself, and you took a call. Uh, did you say hello to the receptionist? No, I didn't. No. no, no. I don't want to give a shout out to the receptionist or, or anyone I know. I mean, I've now, like, I know loads of people who have got married or again engaged do i now have to like am i letting them down by by not just addressing them on a weekly basis on the show yes i really respect that tangent yes, you've just you gone are. on there johnny it was just yes seamless in the midst of who might next leave the league the following people have got engaged it's good well, i actually know brian congrats he's a good, but, lad, he's a good yeah. lad but um but i saw like a, a, a they did photos up of their rings and i thought oh they got engaged and you then are, i kind of went back to bed and i was like hang on a sec we're in wedding gear here so they actually yeah. just got married but uh we're going to move on yeah, I think we're better. On. Yeah. Cork destroyed Dundalk is on my list of things to talk about. This was not good from Dundalk. Um, now, we both, we, I predicted a Dundalk win. 
I, mean, I actually went for a draw, to be yeah. fair. I wasn't as big on the... I, I felt that Cork were going to score in the game. And this I was felt, an embarrassing defeat. Yeah, really. it was. I, 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 I did just come... As the game got closer, it came around to just fancy in Cork a bit, just because um, as much as Dundalk had been on a run and they, I think they had four clean sheets, I still don't think they've been convincing defensively, really. And... Um, they were really poor I defensively. I didn't they? really get to see. I mean, I, I watched the uh, the second half of the game uh, in JFK Airport. It was a very interesting experience. I got it on some kind of um, stream, which must be the Track Champ stream, I guess, because it wasn't from the camera side of it was of the one that TV. It was one following the ball. It was yeah. in the stand. Yeah, unfiltered crowd noise. That shows that you're not au fait with illegal it's, streams. But it's unfiltered crowd noise, right? Mm. So uh, you got to certain stages of the game, right, through the prism of like the dog fans near the camera. So I mean, there was loads of abuse. Mm of uh, officials I'd say there's like lads in Bangkok now who now know Dundalk slang for the referee is whatever and like it, it really reached a sort of crescendo between 1-0 and 2-0 when it looked like Dundalk might get back into it a lot of anger after the second anger and then like towards the end there was just this silence and like just are. before the third goal was scored, there was two lads right next to the stream talking about how they'd reached series six of some box set. That's how beaten down that they were. There was <laughs> two lads having a chat. Yeah, they were what like, was the box what are you on? I'm in series six. Oh, that's class. Yeah, that's great. And then Maguire scores the third goal. And that's it. What so, was the box set, you know? Oh, I have no idea. Mm. I have no idea. I didn't really want to listen to it. I had to sort of plug out at that stage. But uh, the track champ experience is a, oh, it's an interesting Yeah, because I was watching uh, going United against Harps when they got the winner in the last minute and the, the, the camera was nowhere near Vinnie Fardy's goal. So you just got to look at players running towards each other. So you just presumed. And particularly when a goal is scored, you instinctively, I watched with a couple of lads. Oh, there's a goal. And they lean in expecting to be a replay. But of course, <laughs> there is no replay. <laughs> but there is just fair. people going back and putting the ball down. Like even all 15 minutes of half time was, is broadcast so you're just sitting there waiting for the game to restart as like ball boys and people just walk onto the pitch to be fair it's worth a whopping amount of money but, to each club but in the he, exactly and, and sure isn't it great but, but, but the one thing I would say is even from watching it on that per stream <laughs> and watching the highlights on Monday is that at, at no point in the second half did you really feel Dundalk were going to get back into the game Cork had them at arm's length the whole time okay I know there was that little spell where Benson had a shot um, and I think McGrath maybe fluff one a bit, a few corners, but they never got behind Cork at all. The Cork back for the game was ahead of them almost the whole time, and they were well able to contain anything that was thrown And at a few them. of the players who played so well in Europe last year, for, for argument's sake, Massey and Barrett. Um, Massey had a couple of howlers, like obviously the last goal. Barrett, like for Maguire's movement for the first goal was really, really sharp, but like he was so slow to actually react. No, that there's been poor defending and, and Massey maybe a struggle because he had a good partnership with Boyle and I just don't think they have a back four but really and Horgan as well but almost but this is the thing really and we can go on on about the defensive mistakes but at 1-0 they weren't banging down the door it wasn't as if there was a tale of missed chances it wasn't as if there was a sense that the Cork were hanging on there wasn't a real sense that they were capable of hurting them like this was a comprehensive win like this was not a um, a go away from home uh, sort of smash wall. and grab flattered by a late goal I mean the game when he beat Pat's training earlier in the season was like that I mean there was a pretty c- close game and then he got a couple and 3-0 didn't reflect it 
in a strange way, I, I felt 3 0 wasn't unfair. I know it's not loads of the ball, but in terms of. They didn't have many chances. They didn't really have chances. And I was glad for uh, earlier in the season for saying that Cork were overrated, which I said I'd bring up in the show. Uh, I think it's. Uh, a couple of people. We did put mm-hmm. out uh, a request earlier to, you know, any comments. We will go through them, some of them, but yeah. that overrated line. Our, our, our old friend Johnny Dunleavy deserves a mention because I was playing ball today with a guy who's from Valley Buffet and knew him very well when he was a kid. Apparently, he got 10 A's in his junior cert. Right. Um, so he just, as we call him, a rounded individual when he unveiled his interest in horses earlier in the show. But the ingenuity of his throw off Shepard's back, Brilliant. which Shepard tweeted, I think, was something that they'd been planning for a long time. It wasn't really actually uh, appreciated enough, I think, by people because it was very, the, 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 that like reminded me of Dean Saunders did that one day where the keeper came off his line and Dean Saunders threw it off the backpedaling keeper back to himself and hit it in from the yeah. sideline for Sheffield United. But I'd never seen anything like it since. To do it with your own player, I'd never seen that. Before. But it's striking those little details and a lovely cross. No, it was a great cross, but even that little bit of cleverness. And it's one thing you know in Dundalk winning the league the last three years. It hasn't just been because they've been very good and played good football. They're very, they they were, you know, very clever as well. Just in little parts of the game, like even just winning frees and just little little things when a team is really on it and really tuned in. Uh, they just execute stuff like that and pull it off. And how and, much of a crisis, um, without calling it a crisis, it is a bit of a crisis for the dock. They should no, no way should they be like 31 points, six defeats after 17 games, uh, 18 points behind. Well, it. the problem is there's no, and I know you'll disagree with me, but they're absolutely blessed there's that there's no depth in the league in terms of real like quality to be competing in a top four sense. They're not certain I, to come second. I, I, no. uh, they will, though. Are I mean, you sure? It, yeah. I think so. I think Derry are pound for pound every bit as good as them Derry, if, they, if they can get Derry are the one, but Derry have a very tight squad and Dundalk have the means there to strengthen that Derry don't have. If you think about it, Dundalk have had a really probably bad season. And I would say, when you, okay, you said the overrated thing. Um, I feel there's probably been loads of times here where we've had, uh, they're starting to come good and I've said it um, and been wrong, really. But when you think about it, they've had a really, really bad season and they're still second. And that is damning for the others. It really is. And um, the fact is, I mean, they have won their previous games to the Cork game. I mean, they they beat Pats comfortably. Okay, Derry were good against them at home. And I mean, I think Derry are the next best, I have to say. Um, Rovers are getting their act together a bit. Um, But if Sundalk got any kind of form of any kind together, they'd be comfortably second. but, But... Nowhere near, nowhere near Cork at the top, and um, it it is of course it's bad. Although um, I know, say Gavin McLaughlin, who covers the dog up there, has been writing some good stuff. I guess the club I know so well um, that um, when the dog's definition of a crisis is second. Um, that's not so bad. I think yeah, that's seven or eight years in the first division or being one of the worst teams ever in 2012 is probably a crisis. They still have a lot of money uh, put away. They probably haven't spent that much really. Um, and I wonder now there is going to be this thing. I'm very curious as to what they might do. Like last year, midway through the season, I know that there was an opportunity there to extend contracts and stuff. They didn't take it at the time. That really hurt them. That really hurt them. And um, I, I, I think come July, there might be more of a review, um, not just with this season, but I think next season, they need to think about where, where they're headed. But um, yeah. I suppose the one, the one fear is, I mean, that you, at this point in time, you wouldn't be expecting a Champions League run in that form because teams who will have watched them will see vulnerabilities there that weren't really there last year. But, but maybe the, you know, the break sort of galvanised them a bit last year and they actually came back from the break and really they're got on going. A, they're on a... 
they're away they're somewhere. In Fo- they're in Photo, Photo Island. Island. They're okay. in Cork. Yeah. They didn't really want to publicise it, but they are They are down in Cork for the last So if you're down there, week. say hello. Yeah. Um, yeah um, I should not? mention the other results as well, and it'll bring me to Fuad Sule's tweet just before we came on the show, because Bo's nil all against Rada. Fuad Sule's tweet was, I honestly have everything I want and need in life. It's decent, to be fair. That's good. That was lovely. Followed by... Playing for overs in two years. Followed by what looks as a key mm. emoji and then the old... Um, what's that emoji? I don't know because I can't see Clough, it. You know the... How, what do you call it? It's where you perform like a circular motion with your thumb and your index finger. It's like cool. Cool, yeah. Fuad Suli is obviously their, ball, their kind of Kante type midfielder but uh, I'm not sure Keith Long will say they've everything they want because he want them to improve. You know, he's only recently in the squad. Uh, our old buddy uh, Jake Hyland got badly injured in that game which by all accounts was poor. Bose fan on to me after I thought they were really, really poor. Um, desperate game in Sligo between Sligo and Harps. Um, I think... As somebody said, they did a great job in Soccer Republic to make like a minute and 40 out of they're it. They're getting to the, the, the quota of nil alls is now starting to rack up after a slow start. Derry beat Go United 2-1. Have to give Derry a mention. Nine players who played in the game are either from Derry or Donegal and I think they've 16 in the squad overall. And Kenny Shields was almost emotional after us talking about like the season they've had. They're back to third and extolling the young players that they have. Okay, the other, the, the two things, I, I don't want to overdo it on last week's games, but a couple of things. Limerick 5, Bray 3, Rovers 1, Pats 1. Okay. First of all, at the start of the... God, you're really getting if, gearing up for something if here, If we went back to the if first... People, people here don't realise you've actually just sat up in your chair with oh, a right. real look. It was like Billow back in the, the day. Back. It's like, uh, would you say, Eamon, you're like leaning back with the pen, you're sort of pointing it out there. Okay, you're dragging the show on as you always do, right? We're trying to be condensed today, right? You were giving wedding shout-outs, for God's sake. Brevity is the soul of your wit, or at least it should be. Uh, yeah. Quoting Polonius from Hamlet there, by the way. <laughs> Limerick 5, Bray 3, Rovers 1, Pats 1, right. First uh, show we had, you were kind of half having a dig at me for saying like the standard is great yada yada Soccer Republic the other night uh, the notion of Maguire being called up the Ireland squad before he left was kind of dismissed by Fabio and and also Brian Kerr because yes. the standard they're playing at is not good enough right some of the defending in the Limerick uh, Bray game uh, even the Dundalk game and the defending of Pats for Rovers first goal was like something you'd see in a computer game where you're playing somebody who doesn't actually know that he has the cursor <laughs> on the defender, right? Someone's Fe- plugged out your keypad. Feeney literally just moved away from Burke, just left him actually to run into the box. He, he was like, okay, well, I'm going to look at my marker because like somebody else mark him. He just let him go. So, so he had about 10 seconds, that's an exaggeration, to hit the ball into the back of the net. Bray's defending against Limerick. So you're talking about like the league having, you know, maybe not the standard I think it is. Some of the the the... Basically, basic defending has been so bad. And this is the bad. problem. Bray yeah. are third, aren't they? Bray are fourth. Fourth, yeah. So. Now, Bray are in free fall at the moment. But for a league that, you know, we've seen amazing goals this season, but we've also seen some shocking bad stuff at the other end. Yeah, no, th- th- there has been. This is the problem. Like, there isn't, uh, there's a really, uh, really, not an inequality, but there's a, dr- a very disparate level of standard, of quality, I think, spread. There's not enough. But I'm talking about Dundalk and Bray here. They're oh, I two know. of the better size. I like, know. They can't defend the last... I game. know. This is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem. Yeah. It, there's sort of a lot of scattiness this year from, from teams, you know? There's a... There, you, you do watch, like, the highlights every week. You watch the games. And, like, you have these moments of brilliance that are like, yes, this is top class. But then you have the moments of just absurdness. And this is why I always find people, people say from outside, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the league and say, so is it, what is it? Is it league one? Is it, 
is it League Two or is, is it Conference? As though all the teams in the league are grouped together in in some kind of equal standing in terms of pay and you know how much they train and how much it's it's all over the shop really. And I think that's the problem even with Maguire say or someone getting international recognition that you know it's hard to know what quality of player he's playing against. So even within dressing rooms, there are players some of whom could play championships, some of whom could be Sunday you know, league, league one, league two, and, and some of them wouldn't, would struggle to get a league club in England. That's, that's just the nature of our league. And let's and, talk and about our, our, old friend Ro- our old friends Rovers, right? 49 yellows and six reds, right? Dundalk have had 25 yellows and one reds. Cork had 29 yellows and one red, and thanks to Owen, uh, part of the team, for putting that together. We have a lovely whiteboard here. Lovely whiteboard. We've got a lot of red and green, but uh, I'm not sure if you... Did you actually listen to the show in full last week? I did. You did. Yeah. John Caulfield had extremely uh, un- unsubtle, non-subtle digs at Rovers and their, um, their record in terms of reds and yellows. Graham Burke, right? When Roy Keane did what he did to Alfinga Holland, right, he probably derived a little bit of satisfaction because he really kicked him. Graham Burke didn't even actually connect with Craig, who I think, as far as I know, they were having a bit of a, a kind of a spat and Bradley, for the and game. Bradley, Bradley was right in front of him. And Bradley, like, like Bradley kicked the bottle. Bradley, Bradley, but Bradley, and apparently it went all over Duffer. I don't know, but Bradley, yeah. Bradley was frustrated. Like Bradley was almost Bradley, like... Bradley was, was like... Uh, what is Graham Burke Bradley was like, you know, sort of a... A beleaguered girl out in town whose boyfriend is acting up, you know, and they're in the queue for a restaurant or something, and he's kicking out. He's got a and and Bradley's like Quiva there, uh, Bradley, Quiva dance. And Bradley, fiance. Bradley's reaction is just like, "This has happened right in front of me again." I know he's completely in yeah. the wrong, but all he could do was like turn away and hope. He made some comment to the uh, to to the referee or whatever, but he knew like it was the most blatant. Red card possible. I, I spoke I, about Burke being a good player, but like the idiocy of the two yellow red cards he's had against Dundalk and against obviously Pats. So you not get another one as well? No. Yeah. yeah so the, yeah. the one in the first game against Dundalk and then one. Yeah. Uh, so both in which he scored actually. Um, what's what's going on with this kid that he he's a bit like Jeremy Connolly maybe that he can't handle it at the moment. Another sideline frack and in the guy that obviously dominated the high line, high, uh, headlines. But what Burke did like and then the kick. What was it like? He didn't even connect. Why, well, not, why so, not kick him anyway? So, but hang on. But are you suggesting it would be better if he'd actually properly connected with him? Well, for his own, like he got sent off for actually a, f- a fresh air kick. Misses yeah. the next three games because it was a straight red. But I'd say if he'd properly connected with him, you know, there could have been an even bigger Bishop Brennan sort of incident. Yeah, it would have been really kind of really kicked off. But yeah, it's it's like there's clearly an exuberance there. Um, I'm not sure I'd call it that. Well, you know, that that's stupid. The and one, they're not being coached properly. You have to say they've had 49 yellows. I don't know if you can say they're not being coached 49 yellows and six That's a big statement to say someone's not coaching properly. There's no discipline. No discipline in the role. There's there's definitely a a failure in terms of Young management, you've got to say young management. They deserve time, absolutely. But it's, it's, it's absurd that they should have 49 yellows and six reds. Burke is over three games now. I know it's. it's I mean, it's it's sort of torching their own gaff, really, in mm. terms of how they're, what they're doing. Mm. Um, and and like he's because like they've actually got some kind of settled side the last couple of weeks, and he's been a part of it in that sort of role, that sort of number ten position. So just to reiterate, well, the they're twenty three points behind Cork, 
who Bradley kind of put them on a par with start season. True, and but I everyone, everyone is, is 18 plus points behind Cork. Rovers have lost eight games and they've won eight games. They've lost eight of their 18 games. Uh, they've actually a minus goal difference. But I, I th- Yeah, okay, I take that point. But with every, so much but every team times. in the league can say they're X points behind Cork. I mean, Cork are on a different level. They have a minus goal what difference. They're doing this year. No, I know. Rovers it's, have a minus it's, goal it's, it's bad. Um, but look, this is coming back to my general point. I mean, who's having a good season? You know, who's having a good season? Uh, I wouldn't say Sligo Rovers are. And Jerry Little, the last Actually, thing no, say what, about... How many teams are having a good, having season, a good season out of 12 Finn, Finn Harps, Let's go through. Cork, Cork having a good season. Cork having a good season. The Dock uh, aren't. They're not having a good season. Jerry, in, in, in the context of what's happened, I would argue, yes, they probably good are. season. Bray Wanders, yeah, they're probably having a good mm, season. For what they've spent, yeah. Actually, debate with Rovers not having a good season. Limerick, 23 points from 17. Uh, Bows are having a good season on the on the budget they're having. The last they're, couple of weeks they are, yeah. Well, they're they're seventh. Harps are definitely having a good season. Andrade because they're not in the bottom three. And the bottom three. Sligo Pats go away. Uh, now, Owen Garvin has definitely been linked with Pats, who's uh, I think a team that would really relish um, having somebody who can get on the ball in midfield. But Sligo are, are if Sligo lose Sadlier and if Co United lose Murray, like both will say they're absolutely guntered. Gunter is a great word, mm. by the way. I mean, the, the use bo- of Gunter as a verb is like something I, I thoroughly approve of. Um, the only thing is, I don't know how tight all the budgets are at those clubs. I think McMurray for Galway will be bad. I mean, maybe someone like Sadlier, um, if a player from Cork goes the other way, and also you might have to scope to get a, another player or two in if he's maybe a, a bigger earner. Like there is that option that sometimes letting the player go isn't a disaster if you can bring in three instead and sure. give you a bit more depth. depth yeah. So like that is that is the the dilemma that clubs sometimes face in that position if you're struggling in a particular area and you can get, you know you can get a okay you can get a sort of a, a center half or something whatever your your problem position might be uh, but you don't have the flexibility within the budget with that marquee player there then sometimes you have to play the longer game with uh, that. who's going to I'm going to get a few predictions off you at the moment who's going to go down right yeah i think harps actually are having a great season um and i feel like i'm always predicting harps to go down um, but if you're going to put a gun to the head, see, I thought a couple of weeks ago I was convinced it was going to be teams that are seventh, eight, and ninth now: Bowes, Harps, and Drogheda. I had them, the most likely ones to go down. I saw Bowes against Rovers, and like, well, how are they going to Bowes score won goals? Six games. I, I, Bowes, they still haven't scored very many goals. I mean, no. if, if Bowes were to lose Dinny, for example, um, whose whose record is is exceptional, I mean, he's up there in the top scorer charts with eight goals. Um, and fourth alone. How many goals have Bowes got overall? Bowes have 15. Drogheda have actually, I think Drogheda haven't scored in about five oh, now. Yeah. So they have 13. Um, are you going to say Drogheda? I'd still think Drogheda, Harps, and I just wonder if Sligo, I'm not sure. Sligo, Sadlier goes. Sligo have changed manager and he's trying to find his way in the league. Exasperated um, after a Saturday night. Yeah, although I was, I was convinced that one of Bowes or Pats would go down. I mean, for the sake of it, I'll, I'll go three now. Um, I'll go for Harps, I'll go for Drogheda. And maybe go for Sligo, but I, I reserve my right to change it. Yeah, I find uh, it impossible. I think if Bowes, I think if Bowes have issues with Corcoran, they would go down. Uh, agree. And what's yours? Um, I, I think. Oh, hang on. The, I'd be worried about Galway yeah, now. Yeah, I have yeah, to say, sorry, yeah. uh, we went through a phase of um, Galway have turned the corner, but it's it's almost like. Uh, there's been teams in recent years, even like Limerick had this big comeback and then they lose the playoff. They almost you have this mental effort to get back into contention. And since they've got back in, that they've actually thrown in some 
bad performances or certainly some bad results. Yep. Anyway, uh, you'd worry, you'd worry about worry. Their, their capacity to actually win matches. Yeah, they've, well, they've won two games and they've fallen behind in virtually every single I don't know. Game. My prediction's nonsense there. I, I think any one of the bottom six is, is and very why, liable to go that, down. That's why you're probably not listening anymore. But uh, and Okay, so Cork going to win the league and Dundalk going to finish second. You're confident of that? Who fills the other two spots? I'd be worried about Bray. I, I think Darian maybe, Rovers. I think Darian Rovers, yeah. Darian Rovers. Um, okay, so we're going to get to a few awards because we're kind of into the second half of the show and maybe even the uh, final third of the show. <laughs> Best player. Best player. I, I, it has to be Maguire. It has to be. It started yeah. off with McElhinney on fire. He's yeah, kind of gone in and out. McElhinney's really struggled the last six, seven weeks or so. Would you um, say he struggled? Yeah, I think he's struggled by his own standards. Yeah, like he's played like okay. We only see a certain amount of each team, right? We don't see we haven't. There's no team here we've seen like all sixteen or seventeen, eighteen other games. Um, I've seen McIlhenny a couple of times against Derry. He hasn't played well. Really been trying to force it and just. Uh, I don't know. T- t- teams have realised that uh, the dog hunt have a huge amount of pace, and if you get tight to McIlhenny. He doesn't necessarily have options, and I just, I've just been just disappointed, um, disappointed by him the last six, seven weeks. And I probably, uh, maybe it's just a preference for the type of player that I like. You always are drawn to that, like attack, attacking midfielder, that playmaker. You think, yeah, like we saw him against Pats at the start of the season. Those goals were incredible. You think this is going to be his year, but it has to be Maguire. The sheer consistency with which he's done oh, okay. things. Who, who, okay. It's, it, because it's, it's an easy a, one. Because it's so easy, who's been the second best player? Who's been the second best player? I, don't, like, I, I think... I think Shepard's been very good. I have to say... Um, I think Conor McCormick, actually. I think in terms Three from of... Cork? Yeah. I, I, think, I think I'd struggle to look too far behind Cork, really. Okay, Gary McCabe's done very well. Um... I struggled to pick it on dog players, had a, a great season. Um, Rovers, okay, Trevor Clark's emergence. I think he's someone who who will possibly go before the summer is out, sadly. Um, and you can you can go through the likes of Dinny and and Sadlier and you know, probably McInef and um Nicky Lowe at Derry's done fine. But I think if you're talking about all the outstanding players, I would be going through the Cork team. I mean Ryan Delaney's done very well. I think Bennett this is consistency. Dunleavy had a run of games after being, you know, a couple of years sort of dominated by injury. Um, okay, they, they, they've chopped and changed with Beatty and Dooley and Kilhan and um, a couple of others who maybe haven't been as consistent. O'Connor has been good, of course. <laughs> like if you're thinking about keeper, McNulty hasn't conceded many goals. I mean, it's just the league well, table. The league table tells the story. Yeah. I mean, that whole like at one point last year in the first division, Limerick were top, and everyone else had a negative goal That's difference. Right. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't that. Apart from Dundalk having a pretty good goal difference, uh, the t- and and maybe even Bray had, had taken one or two beatings. Um, it's just a story of one team's dominance. Um, best match. Best match. I don't think I was at any of them. I mean, it was that Bray Harps game, wasn't there, which was crazy. But then sometimes it's a five-three the five, game the no, best match. Definitely not. That is the thing. Um, I mean, the 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 Cork. I really enjoyed Cork against Rovers actually, in terms of games I was at, um, because Rovers did give it a go. Although they didn't have much in terms of chances, um, I liked you know the Clark goal in that game was a great break it was a real test of Cork and they they passed it so well they were really you know really sharp and, and they ended up winning the game 4-1 which you just didn't see coming earlier 
Um, we should just mention that pizzas have arrived as well. So the show is going to end very abruptly now in the next few minutes. Chris is almost taking a comical tumble as he brought them in the door. I, I'm um, trying to think of the best what's game. What's the best well. game? Um, I, like, I, I heard I, Derry Shamrock Rovers was quite a good game. Yeah. Again, Park. The, the, apparently, that was a great game. I'm going to go just on the base of what I heard. That, that was a cracking game. And I think Derry are a great side to watch. Uh, so the games I was at, I really enjoyed uh, Sligo and Pats not that long ago. Really enjoyed actually the nil all between Dundalk and Derry, funnily enough. That wasn't I, bad. The, the no. Cork Dundalk game has been disappointed. They actually. have, yeah. Um, um, and, and I think that's just because Cork have got the gotten the result and Dundalk really haven't performed in either game. Uh, now, this one's interesting. The best goal of the season. Uh, it's still Conan Burns. It's not. It is. It's not. I mean, I mean, hang on. This is an opinion. Like, this is just our views. You cannot say Stewie the Stewie Burns said it was the best goal he'd ever seen in the League of Ireland, which was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever ever heard to compare it to Forrester's goal in Drada oh uh, yeah but I, I'm all for the Forrester goal yeah. I was there and I think sometimes you're influenced I wasn't at the, the Conan Byrne game uh, I was at Forrester's and Drada that's great but bloody hell why did it have to be into a housing estate yeah and Conan Byrne like, tried this, it at the it's, weekend it's against tremendous. Uh, I feel like could we photoshop something else into that Forrester how do you pronounce the Rovers keeper again Tenchinsky. Tenchinsky, of course. He had a bit of banter with him after the goal Fagan got. But, but, Actually, but we know how to spell him, but I'm not yeah. sure how to pronounce him. Conan Byrne tried it again and Tenchinsky got back to save. I think... You butchered I, his name there. You, you, just, you just guntered his name. To, toner Tenchinsky. <laughs> I'm actually usually good with names. But, but the best one. goal, okay. The, the, thing I, the, the only issue I have with the Conan Byrne goal, it reminds me of the trend in Gaelic football in recent years. Oh, stop us. Excuse me. Two references in one show. Yeah, one so, wedding. So, yeah. <laughs> the, the Gaelic football trend of the goalkeeper taking the long-range free kicks, it reminded me a bit of that. It was like, if you hit it accurately and you can hit the ball hard enough, it's going to go in because so was long way nah, off his I was line. in runner play. You're, it wasn't you're, a dead you ball. You are wrong on this. It wasn't a dead ball. I know it wasn't a dead ball, but so it, was, it, was it was a an softly rolling. Moment. It was an instinctive moment where he's like, "Okay, I'm going to aim this. I have a huge goal to aim at. If it if it basically has enough distance, it's going to be a goal." But the whole basis of football is you, taking I, okay. aim at the goal. If, if, okay, are you going to let me finish here? Right? What's your goal? If we're going to, what's it? It, it's obvious. There's going to be some kind of hipster choice, a lot of no. eight passes or something. No, no. <laughs> and I do love those I goals. Like I'm going to give mentions actually in that regard. Stephen O'Donnell's goal against Bray, which is a beautiful pass and move. Uh, Dylan wasn't great. Dylan Connolly's goal uh, against Rovers was a superb goal. Yeah. Again, the defending wasn't great. Without a doubt, the best goal was Shepherd's goal against Bowes. Technique was out of this world to do outside of the foot on the volley with the ball. To me, now if we put up a poll after this show, I know I'll be outvoted on this. But no, I know Cork I'm right. Have, Cork have a lot of fans. Democracy doesn't. They might work. win. Cork, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. true. I mean, skewed votes. Uh, you know, votes are getting cold. Best votes signing. and goals are a nonsense. Best signing. Uh, Got to be McCormick. McCormick. Yeah, Gotta I think, be I think McCormick. Is there any under the radar one? I mean, actually, I mean, Ronan Murray. Tosi scoring eight Ronan goals. Ronan Murray and the boy Grace for Goal United. Tosi. To, Tosi. First reference to the boy. Yeah, great. Grace is smashing player, by the way. He's one to keep an eye on. But Ronan Murray has been our kind of uh, shining light up front this season. Great signing by Shane Keegan. But it has to be McCormick, who was an obvious player as well. He was there that other people could have signed. Yeah. Um, Tosi's gotten his eight goals. Just go through the goal scores while we look at this magic whiteboard. Maguire, 16. McCabe, 13. Macmillan, Dan, to have nine goals is a fair Some achievement. doesn't take penalties, really, does he? Yeah. So. Dinny Corcoran, Dinny on the board because Owen's a good mate of his uh, eight goals, which again, considering where Corcoran's career completely derails. Great to see him happy again at Bowes. Shepard with ace, so 24 goals between himself and Maguire. Uh, Tosi with ace, he got three, I think, the first day. Sadly, with seven. Terrific player, Dan. Yeah, he's class. Yeah. And Aaron Green, uh, you know, a little bit hit and miss of late. McInef with six, hits a lot of penalties. And McNamee, another great player. Best atmosphere. You, again, I haven't been at much games with atmosphere, but you would probably say it was Rovers v Cork, maybe. 
yeah, I mean, Turner's Cross is, is the best ground to go to, uh, just in terms of atmosphere. Uh, the I, the Bowes Rovers derby is actually the uh, the first one was ruined a bit by rain. I remember there was a concern of whether the game would go ahead. Um, but the, the, I actually think the, the Bowes Rovers derby, particularly the Daily Mount one, it's had a bit of a resurgence in recent years. Even oh, though yeah, the, the, Bo, the Rovers fans, were, or the Bose fans, saying to me on the train, they're going out to Galway. There were too many tourists at the game. Yeah. <laughs> like 18 different countries, oh, actually. Oh, no, oh, no that's, that's what we don't like. We're we don't like outsiders the... coming in and taking <laughs> our seats. <laughs> no, we don't. Because we'd be like, we want to get famous, but we want the journey. We don't actually want to the league to reach like its final uh, destination, wherever that'll be. We have a few other bests here and worse. Um, Dan, your, your favourite, your best pizza? What would you have in your best pizza? Best pizza, it's a tough one. I'd say... Um, um, I've come around to pepperoni in recent years. Jalapeno? I was against it. Not a big fan. No. Ah, come on. No, no. That's ridiculous. I remember being at a mate's gaff one time. It was after a game of football, and there were like 10 of us there, and we're just having a chat about kind of random stuff. And this guy, uh, he goes, God almighty, I remember being in the States that time, and the burger I had, it was unbelievable. And he goes, it was the second best burger I've had in my life. <laughs> and there was this pause, and then one of my mates goes, what was the third? <laughs> <laughs> best studio guest. Best studio guest. This is going to be interesting, actually. I, I, I have my own opinion on this, but it's... Oh, I mean, you do have your own opinion. Um, we I, do have different opinions. Yeah, That's why we get on so well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Brian was great, wasn't he? Brian, Brian Kerr was good. And I, I enjoyed Kenny. But I, I feel like we shouldn't, we shouldn't be insulting all the other guests by just picking our own favourites. I think they've all been good guests. Oh, that's shite. <laughs> um, best studio guest for me was actually Gerald Brian. Um, but Brian Kerr... Like, just for the way the passion just kind of came out of his veins that day, he bashed the table on at least one occasion. You looked terrified at that point. Ah, uh, no, no, it was it was just a very, it was probably early on in our uh, LOI Weekly life, and to have somebody of his stature, like, I, I, okay, it's got, we're kind of being a bit nicer, but I love McPhail, I love Stephen O'Donnell. We're I love, just staring at you McPhail. Know, we, we grace, ah, but like, we, you're we, very starstruck around McPhail. We, you're you're baller. Almost, you're but, sh- but I thought Joe O'Brien, uh, I really like Joe O'Brien, I have to say, he was my best, and yours is Brian Kerr. Yeah, I liked. I thought Kenny was good fun though. Worst guest. Elliot's been good in his couple Elliot. of guests. Well, worst guest. Be worst Dame. guest. Dame. Dame, I would Dame. say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best episode. We've kind of well. Uh, this is. We're just, well, we, we did pat ourselves in the back here. I know. Well, this, this is that's this what is, podcasts uh, and social media oh, is about. I think now we're going anyway. too far with the best episode. Surely. Best phone guest. Um, this is a this is a dead heat between Horgan and. Uh, Why are you Dunleavy? asking me then if you're telling me the answer? No, we both have an opinion here. Okay. Yeah, mine would be. Uh, uh, probably Dunleavy, because I'm from Galway, so Ollie Horgan's madness is kind of known I think me. you and Ollie Horgan talking about Rihanna is, is something that will live with me for some time. Uh, yeah, Damien's best jumper. There are, there are a few dead heats there again. Like, the man can't dress. Just cannot dress. <laughs> for a guy who works for Google, like... But he's, he's sort of dressed like a man who's in he Google. He rails against society. What, he's a big fan of, of the jumper with the, the top of the shirt hanging out on top of it, like, you know, mm. the collar. It's like... It's like he's, will he ever be on it, the show It's, so, it's sort of like, is he at work... Or is he casual? No, he's, he's sort of that smart casual, but he's a working man. He's, he's thinking of the franchises. Yeah, he's definitely he's like, well, when is that county team idea ever going to happen? Uh, the boys. best random question by Johnny. I'm not sure what this might be about, but uh, I think we have some audio here. Millwall, right. 136 appearances, one uh, goal. You never, never, never scored again. That was That's 1994. Incorrect. That's incorrect. It is I... incorrect. Is this? It's actually in factually did, did incorrect. Did you score between 1994? Stat man, I want to have audio. Stat man after <laughs> this you, show. Wikipedia. Did you score uh. between 1994 and 2007 at all? I mean, I'm on the town. I'm focusing on my football. There we go. That's a big excuse. Yeah. <laughs> would, would women be all over you when you're like, yeah, I, I, I play for Cork City? 
and the Donegal accent, I suppose, is a draw Wearing as well. your jersey in the nightclub might help. Yeah. Oh, we should have won last week with all the chances they have, but other than that, I don't think we'll get as many against Cork. I think Cork could dominate the game. What age are you? 40. Yeah, remember Pippa at home and away, actually? <laughs> yeah, God. She was, she, she was played by two different she actors. She was unlucky on the marriage front as well. You were right, Tom, by the way. kept getting drowned. Who was the second geezer? Michael, I think it was. Yeah, well, I, I thought Michael. it was Tom, no? no Ever Johnny think at, at, on national TV uh, you would be the soundtrack to a Rihanna song? No, it's, it's, that, that's what it passed my bedtime, you know, so I, I only heard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rihanna, of course, she once did a, a, a fairly um, ra- ra- probably raunchy um, photo shoot in Belfast or in, somewhere in Northern Ireland, and the farmer like said, I'm not having any of this, and he, she had to go to another field. But are you, are you familiar with Rihanna in general, Ollie? Uh, no, I wouldn't really be a music fan in that way, but you can fill me in. I think you're filling me in quite well here. <laughs> Uh, Ollie, there was, Ollie was like the audio equivalent of a fucking Photoshop. <laughs> There's a beep there. So where did that laugh come from? <laughs> he that, is that, just, random, uh, that random Ollie Horgan sound should be like used uh, as a, an alarm call. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine if you're woken up by that every morning. You've had a late night, you went to Coppers, you don't know where you are. Oh, <laughs> Darling, what's that? <laughs> Is that Ollie Horgan? Uh, I know all about him. Um, yeah, uh, Ollie Horgan. The, the sooner we get him on the show, the better. Um, oh, sorry, Chris is just distracting me with some breaking news here. I mean, this is interrupting our flow dreadfully. The, the, uh, the SC Artricity League side, Sligo Rovers and Bray, have been formally announced as the two Iron new Brew. participants in the Scottish Iron Brew Cup, along with Crusaders, Linfield, the New Saints... Gap Connors Connors Quay, which sounds like a, like a store, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, at the second stage, they, they will compete with Scottish Championship, League One, League Two clubs, as well as the SPL under twenty sides. First round draw takes place on Tuesday, twenty seventh of June. We can't wait for that. Yeah, and the the um, the, the actual drink Iron Brew, I guess, is kind of a Scottish kind of uh, speciality. Some, oh, it's rotten. Yeah, wouldn't be a fan. Um, it's a strange competition, Dan. Uh, yeah, it's a strange competition. We haven't even picked your best question, by the way. The best question. Uh, I still like Owen here. He's been taking it back. Owen was given a very stock answer, and all of a sudden he just gets the old. What old, age are you? What age? I mean, if you There's saw no him, context just, of that he's, at he's all, just like. jumped back in his chair. He was like, "What?" The yeah, it's like Dougal to uh, Henry Sellers, like or to uh, yeah, to when Dougal was there with. Uh, Graham Norton, he's like, what age are you? And he goes, quite all right. <laughs> and this is kind of like just no context. So effectively, you're like a Dougal-like figure. So I, I flip between Ted's frustrated kind of life and Dougal's like not really knowing what's going on. And Father Jack's social life. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going for a pints after the show. Uh, yeah, we're nearly there now, guys. Uh, the best what's, story, what's next? The best story told on the pod. Do we have a bit of audio oh, here? God. I believe we do. I won't say which manager it was, but I, I picture... It's not a Paul Dudon story, is I, it? I won't say which manager it was, but down in Waterford, we, we, we lost the game. And uh, afterwards, one of the lads came in, he always gets changed straight away, so he was in the nip Who afterwards. Who are you playing with? Uh, like doesn't matter. Club. Doesn't matter. Johnny, and, just let him uh, tell the story. You're playing Johnny, in Waterford, so that would narrow it down. Let him tell the story. So, came in... The, he was in the he nip. came in, in the nip, and Dulo... Let's <laughs> <laughs> slip, I slip. <laughs> Dulo was like, go on, I know the story, just tell the story. I believe you're into the horses as well. Uh, now and again, I am all right. I do. I, I, I like the horses. Um, Rounded a, guy. We had a we had a filly ourselves there a, a few years ago, but unfortunately, she uh, 
unfortunately she was no good so she got the bullet that's her but, that's her uh, <laughs> right I, I, I that's presume, like your problems with women yeah. stuff, there, I presume it's an equine uh, filly rather than a human filly now you know? listen lad it's a very uh, cutthroat world like you know what I mean yeah. you have to you make your decisions and that's it I went down to watch Finn Harps and Pat Suito with all sorts of plans after the match to meet people and have a bottle of orange and so on I went away I dribbled down with the ground Nobody annoyed there. frustrated at the numbers of the match, but the Pats were beaten. I cared about it. I was delighted for Finn Harps because I want to see them. They're up out there and it's a hard one. But there's not enough people running it who cared about it. They're doing other jobs. There's other things that matter to them. Wesso, he was blind as a bat. He, uh, he needed contact lenses. And it's true a story. Myself, Richie Baker was driving. We were going down through Cabra. And he asked to stop in for contacts. And he went into the butchers. And the butcher fella had to tell him it was next door. And I'm not joking with you. Did he get That's a bag of mutton? Last year I went out and delivered leaflets myself before the first game of the season with a gang of fellas around the doors of each car and command them. I don't know whether you got one or not. You're probably living in a flat, fancy flat and I couldn't get in over the gate. And the apartment block, I hadn't got the bloody code. You, you know me but too anyway, well. well no, but that was, a that was a trouble for us on two nights. We couldn't, we couldn't get in there, but we had a go at it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The duo, Damien Lynch, kind of to cost me. And I've now come to think that every time um, Damien Lynch tells a story about his career in football, it's duo. Every time. Every, it's just every 183 I remember, I remember, times. I remember a manager. It's like I just keep thinking. I remember when I was playing, and it's like Paul Doolan's yeah. image just comes into shot. You know? <laughs> or, or uh, yeah, Pete Mahan. Uh, Brian like Kerr in the bottle of orange and Johnny Dunleavy uh, rather unceremoniously I, I'm not sure if Johnny Dunleavy that wasn't regrets telling that story I'm now. pretty sure he does regret it but he um, told us let's get on to we, we, we're not really sure what the best of that was but let's get on to the best sleeves impression of Mick I think it was big Mick McCarthy he says heard me say a few times he goes what are you talking about he goes oh sleeves we'll call you sleeves and ever since then it just kind of it kind of stuck with me why don't so. you do the rest of the show on a Mick McCarthy <laughs> Damo we're going to work on your impression okay, okay. Nah, he, I'm not going to do that again you want to do that again yeah. come on Johnny Ooh, you you <laughs> that'll do sleeves <laughs> Sleeves is a good lad. He's a good lad. The second one was probably better, but you have to if he when he's back, you cannot ask him it again. It's just going to become will. like a recurring thing. We have a few as well. Most repeated opinion: the league needs to adopt to a county style system. <laughs> screw bows, Jamie Lynch. The league of stand up. You might not have added the screw bows, but you the know, stand up the league meant. of Ireland is higher than it's ever been. JW. Uh, Very true. There could actually be logic in a ten team league from Dan. <laughs> Dublin clubs should form a county. Yes, it's back. Jamie <laughs> Lynch, Dundalk are still in it. Everyone, uh, I think that's gone. Johnny's favorite stories as well. This is Johnny's favorite stories. Went. To do call. we have? Do we have? Do we have something for this? We oh. have audio. Oh. Oh, we, we, we may or may not have audio. We have to actually interact, I think, on this. Oh, God. Uh, well, but we do have audio. Oh, okay, here we go. This is just more of listening to me making a fool of myself, Dan. From the exotic to Owen Heary, who joined us in the studio. Owen, I have two bones to pick with you. Go ahead. First of all, we've already met. Um, when Going Oil played Shells in the playoff uh, two, three seasons ago, in a bizarre twist, I went from the bar in Talca to the bar in Dalymount. You just joined Sligo Rovers. And I had a great chat with you for, well, it felt like a great chat to me anyway, for about an hour and a half. And your mother was there, really nice people. Um, but you've obviously forgotten all about that. And uh, maybe the two of us were drunk. And the second thing, Dan, we asked him before he came on, did he listen to the first week? And he said, a bit. A bit, he, yeah. he, uh, he couldn't even get to 10 minutes in. Just, just talking about Dolan, when I was 15, I think, 
and I finally discovered about the League of Ireland. I, I found out that Pats were doing this match program that was the old A4 size, it was very unusual, but it was a brilliant production. So I said I'll ring up Pats and just get them to send me one because I was an aspiring sort of writer maybe at Where the time. Where were you in Galway? In Galway. Pat Dolan answered the phone in Inchicore. 45 minutes later, he got off the phone. And I was a kid and I was just like, this is. What coach would do that? And a fella as you know, pronounced as he became. But that was um, part of the Pats thing. Unbelievable. So you, you, you get nuggets from Johnny, not just, you know, you get them personally as well. I mean, yeah. you've you received some choice text messages from Johnny. At certain, is there any, any particular highlights that spring to mind? Yeah, Johnny, he, he wouldn't be shy in voice and opinion if he saw me play or that. So I think we were playing Alkmaar away, was it, Johnny? That's right. You were, probably, you were right. Two yellow cards, second, second yellow most stupid thing you're ever going to see, you know, silly tackle. So, obviously, we got a great point, but I'm on the bus on the way back. We had to travel from, from Holland to Belgium to fly out, so that wasn't ideal. I was in bad enough form as it was. Phone pings, was it? Phone pings, look at the message, Johnny Ward. I was in the bar with you at the time, though. <laughs> Something along the lines of... You're some donut. <laughs> I can't repeat you'd, you'd it. You'd want to learn how to tackle, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Ah, no, it wasn't that. It was, so. I know my limitations. Johnny pulls no sure. punches, so. You look fairly salubrious today. Is a Ladies' Day out there today? No, <laughs> uh, as I said, that's tomorrow. But um, you yeah, might, he's going to be such a rush that Johnny McDonald's going to give me a lift to Punchtown <laughs> after the show. Now, of course, uh, you, you might recall I met Johnny uh, on RT Radio before, and he goes, Come on, I'll give you a lift home after. And then I saw him walking towards his cab. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go here that way. And then he charged you. I will tell you. I got a pre booked taxi afterwards. I have to say, I was walking out, I must say, I was walking out home uh, around sort of Francis Street at one time. It was a year or so back, and I heard this shout out the window from a taxi, and it was like, uh, it was this, it, it was Johnny Mack, I'd say, he dropped me into town. Free of charge. Free of charge. Yeah, it was um, free of charge. He, he came up to me around three weeks later looking for a tenner, but at the time, <laughs> it, at the time, it appeared to be free, so it was good. Uh, some great memories, Dan. You know? Yeah, I think I've, like, I've heard you tell a Pat Dolan story around six times, but I'm not sure if it was all on the podcast. <laughs> so I feel like every time I hear that, ah, that familiar sound of Johnny ringing the Pat's office when he was 15. I just want to update you on the pizza. It's getting a bit cold. Uh, Favourite pod players. Uh, we have these kind of the, well, the, catchphrases. The boy McAleer. The boy The boy McAleer. The boy McAleer. The boy Kane out of draw. Well, yeah. And Owen Garvin. And Owen Garvin. Because yeah. he seemed particularly taken by Owen Garvin. Yeah, I, again, I haven't seen him play in a long time. But I do remember he was he was on the McFail, of the McPhail mould. Hopefully he gets a, a team soon enough. Uh, the... Yeah, well, I guess here we are. Has, has the pod kind of worked out as you would have hoped it has? Uh, oh, do you know we're going to cliche mode? Yeah, like it's gone well. But we know, can only take every episode as it comes. Take every, yeah, exactly. We're, we're under no illusions about mm. what's coming down the tracks ahead of us. Yeah, uh, Dan is definitely hungry for pizza now. And we'd like to know, uh, I just ate before the show, so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit annoyed about this pizza situation. But um, Yeah, we did ask people to send in a couple of their thoughts about the, uh, the, the start of the season. To be fair, there was, there was like, just a lot of comments about you saying Cork being overrated. Um, I, I do a couple more general talk points which you might get back to again I know really, I know Caulfield more. kind of was a little bit annoyed last week and I said this but I, 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 I do want Cork to do it in Europe I'm not saying to do it to the extent that Dundalk did but even to emulate as well as they played last year getting through three round, two rounds and then getting a 
very, very uh, good result initially against Gain can mean maybe a bit unlucky in the second. Yeah, Something that was one of the comments. I think, I think it was John O'Shea maybe asking about you know how do we think clubs could do in Europe this year. And I guess I would be. Uh, I know we spoke about it a bit earlier with the the seedings, and it is real luck of the draw for those Europa League teams. But you'd like to think Cork could do well. You'd like to think the way Derry play, they could do okay. I wouldn't be afraid about Derry going away to a European ground and keeping hold of the ball. Uh, Rovers have improved as well if they just keep all the players in the pitch and the dog is going to be difficult unless they draw FH again. I think that's that's and an yeah, that one. That's pretty unlikely. So that was episode 16 of LOI Weekly. As ever, we're at LOI Weekly on Twitter. We're on Podcast Republic, Stitcher, SoundCloud and iTunes and uh, we're going to keep you busy on the Snapchat as well in, in games upcoming. I'm struggling with Snapchat, I have to How say. How have you found it so far? The last photo I took was 90 degrees at the wrong angle. Um at the Rovers Bray game was that it was a, game a bit like Bray played that was night was that actually. at a game or was that just on one, it of, was your, at the, one, of, your, one of your nights out no well, why would I be doing a SoundCloud from the LOI week a SoundCloud why would I be doing a Snapchat <laughs> is it that was like the time I heard of uh, Halo for the first time and I was in the boozer and I was getting a little bit uh, non-compass mentis and I was like, come on, let's, let's Shazam a lift into town <laughs> but uh, anyway that was episode 16 of LOI Weekly good luck good luck